right, so... So, Hi. <laughs> so welcome, Hello. welcome. Hello. To the God, podcast. I feel like I'm in the courtroom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah. like I've done something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> this right. is being recorded. Yeah. How is this? Is this all good? The sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, How are you feeling? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I'm pretty full. Same. Yeah. Same. And I only have the little buffalo wings. <laughs> Nothing like doing a recording full, but also talking <laughs> about food full. See? Better That's than true. being hungry, I think. That's true. Yeah. Because if you're going to talk about food, you should be hungry. I mean, should be full. Should be full. Because yeah. 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 <laughs> then you'll end up halfway through yeah, having exactly. to pause to go eat. Exactly. You don't want that. So. Yeah. But how are you guys? Good. We're good. I mean,. She's a mess, you know, can't find an SD card. You know what I mean? Probably found the other SD cards that have gone missing and just form a club. They're going to be in a really obvious place. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, um, I don't know, I feel like I'm also a mess, but that's okay. You know what I mean? I mean, everything's a work in progress. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Everything's a work in progress. <laughs> in all aspects of life. Like, I'm not referring to the apartment I just moved into. It's more like just in general, like, uh-huh. in progress. Be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Inspirational quotes for yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all day. What can I say? <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for having me. No, thank You're you. You're most coming. welcome. Yeah. So, I feel like so last week was it last week? It wasn't last week. Two weeks ago. Two weeks. And two counting, weeks ago. Almost. So, two weeks ago, we sat down mm. and ate some nice food mm-hmm. and played some nice music. Yeah. Had a little dance. Mm-hmm. And so you'll have to do whatever else you have to do every night. And all of this was for Gather. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Ella, <laughs> tell us what Gather is. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, it was lovely to have you guys there. It was, um, it was the first event where I feel like everything was in perfect harmony. Mm-hmm. Because, like, a lot of the past events were very skewed towards food. And, like, everything was... Everything has been food related in the past, but this is now this like beautiful coming together of like all the elements of things. And I think that was represented really well in two weeks ago. Thanks to you guys as well. But yeah, Gather is a not-for-profit food collective organization. I don't know. I'm still defining what that initiative initiative, um, that finished word is, but... Yeah, it was it was born out of the back of my love for organizing dinners with people and bringing people together. I think I'm sure you guys I think we actually bonded over this. But of course, when you move to new countries, like it's always hard to settle in, you know, and like meet people. But I find the most realist organic friendships that you make is over over food or like at the table, you know, sitting and actually being real with, with each other whilst munching on something super tasty. So that was like where I, I kind of wanted to do something in that area. And then I was living in London at the time. I'm originally from Melbourne and was watching the awful Australian bushfires happen, feeling incredibly helpless. And I know a lot of my other Aussie Londoner friends were feeling the same. So we decided to come together, rally together and do like a 50 person dinner or lunch. 50 people. It was mad. Like everything that could have possibly gone wrong went wrong. Like the chef bailed the morning of the event. No way. Oh, I no. was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like lying in bed, just Wait, like so you ended up having to cook crying. Um, sorry. Did you have to cook yourself? So my brother came to the save. Like he, he was like, I was calling him like, what the fuck do we do? I don't know. But, but okay. How did this chef, like, why did he abandon? Okay. Apparently he had food poisoning. 
אז עכשיו, קו קו קו. בואו נמסו עכשיו סקאגי הפוד פויזנן, אני לא אוהב in the kitchen at the mm-hmm. restaurant. I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying he wasn't, didn't have it, but I still don't believe him. Because <laughs> he, he really, he really like, you know, put me out, out a bit um, last minute. But yeah, this guy like came through, like through friends of friends. He had like, I think he'd had like four hours sleep from a shift the night before at a restaurant in London and was like, it's for a good cause. They need a chef. Show me the menu. I'll cook it. And we showed them the menu that this sick chef had created. And this guy just came through and like smashed out three course lunch for 50 people. Like as if wow. he just was like, yeah, sweet. I'm like, oh, God, people need more people like you in the world. Yeah. Anyway, it was just such a, such a success. And, um, and then Gather's just basically taken its own shape and form. And it's just been like growing over the last three years. It's three years old now. And I've moved country now the second time. Or this is my third city I've lived in. And um, it's come with me. And I think it represents now Berlin, like the community of Berlin and the people that you get to meet. And this kind of like notion of, yeah, coming together over food is, it just feels so right for this city and so many people seem to need it and want it. And it just kind of, yeah, it's just kind of shaping into its own little thing. And I, I think like the one two weeks ago, the reason why I'm saying it was just such a strong reflection of like all the things that I really wanted to achieve because there was just like fair representation at the table, you know, there was like people from all walks of life, like German, non-German, you know, black, white, you know, everything that I wanted to represent like a, a seat at the table. Yeah, it was, very it was there. Yeah, I was, very wonder- I was wondering if there was going to be like any other Caribbean people. I mean, there was actually a Jamaican guy, like a Jamaican. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamaican there was also you know? a Jamaican, like a girl with Jamaican roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I expected they people with, with like <laughs> roots, but I didn't expect a Jamaican from Jamaica mm, who also really? went to UE. You yeah. know what I mean? Who was that? Was that the, the guy that came with that girl? Oh, I yeah. heard his accent and I yeah. thought, am yeah, I, you know, I'm not making assumptions, but I was like, he sounds a bit like Kyle and Jamila. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're from the same area. Yeah, no, we were, we were sitting opposite each other and I was explaining something and then I heard him talk and I was like, Jamaican? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, and he said Trini, right? And, he, and I said, yeah, and he was like, I hear his sing-song accent because that's what everyone says about the accent. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny though because when like he was talking, but he was talking a very watered down dialect of Jamaican, like he's not gonna go full the same way we you know kind of watch down our accent but then yeah. as soon as you kind of make that interaction of oh you're from the islands all of a sudden like full blue in jamaican comes out, blue <laughs> comes out. Yeah. i heard that too actually yeah, it's, it's like i can't really understand them all of a sudden <laughs> you're just like going at each other <laughs> yeah it's no, so good. good yeah so it was it was a very just heartwarming feeling of like seeing that and i just think that i hope that is con- that continues to be what gather is about because it's a yeah it takes time to to shape things the way you want them to shape Mm -hmm. you know but yeah I'd like to bring more of the like food music like I mean so this one was for people who weren't there and haven't heard about gather or no man's land or anything um the idea was to celebrate I guess the Caribbean culture but then looking at it from various different perspectives from like food, Marie cooked Jamaican food. Um, you guys played music or your interpretation of music that you've been brought up, well, kind of brought up on, but just stuff that you like playing as well. That's the brief that I gave you. Mm-hmm. But in general, just celebrating like 
that like the Caribbean as a culture, but also all the different subcultures within that and the diaspora that's attached to that as well, particularly being like British Caribbean or living in other parts of the world as a Caribbean person, you know, so. Exactly. Yeah, and it was so nice to have, like, I remember coming back and because I was running my Sunday cleaning playlist, which is a playlist that <laughs> yes. we were saying before, it's like every Caribbean mother's cooking playlist. It was epic. With just, like, you know, everything from, from 70s, 80s, 90s, reggae, dub, dancehall. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just remember, I don't know, I was doing something else, and I came back inside and there was, like, Marie was laughing loud, loud, loud. I was hearing music. I could smell the curry and I, I think they were like beating the yeah, they were doing they, a bus up shop like a towel and they have to like because like, normally the towel is like a big hot plate and if you make like bus up shot like the way you do the, the roti you have like a paddle like a wooden paddle I don't yeah. know it has a name too uh, and it's slapped up a lot and yeah, that's where it and they were doing up. it with their hands and they were doing it sort of like clapping it was kind of cute and it came in and I was like this is such a Caribbean kitchen atmosphere also just cooking for like big amounts of people is a Caribbean thing to do big pots of curries going and the roti yeah wait so what do they usually use what were you saying what they it's, usually use for it's called a tower um oh. which is the indian word i'm assuming um for like basically it's a big round hot plate mm-hmm. and that's what you would made out of iron yeah oh. like a cast iron hot plate kind of thing and oh. that's what you would normally prepare like all your rotis oh. like types on and bus up shut is like parata all of that is prepared on that and then they, they have, normally have a big wooden I don't know if that has a name as well, but it's like a big wooden, like you can imagine like a, like a thick ruler, paddle thing. Yeah, like a ruler, yeah. like oh. a paddle thing. And that's how they, how they do it. And as the, as the flour rises with the heat, they, they slap it down and then that causes it thick. to rip and tear. And then it ends up being uh, a fluffy ripped up. Like and that's where the name bus up shirt came from. Cause oh. it looks like a, 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 a burst up shirt. Mm. Yeah. A what? Like a ripped up shirt. Like yeah. Bust up, bust so, up, yeah. bust up shirt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's why it's, it's now called bus up shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that roti was amazing. Oh, honestly, it was good. It was the first time it, I, I was telling um, Dinesh that it, it's funny because it's, it was such a nice, like, you know, fancy table and organized and whatever, <laughs> but it just tastes like Friday lunch with your cool. Yeah. Because, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but it was so good and so authentic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the curry goat was on point. Yeah, was everything really was fantastic. Authentic. Oh, yeah. The next thing I've learned as well, curry goat, not goat curry. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> just flip it. That's the most important part, you know. You exactly. can't hit yeah. the other way around. Shout out, Guyana. I love you. <laughs> outnumbered. Yeah. But honestly, like, also finding goat in Berlin... Yeah, that was a whole odyssey, yeah. I was like, oh yeah. my God, I'm like calling places. They're like hanging up on me. Mm. I'm like, there's no number. I'll just go there. I ended up going like far west yeah. to this epic place, which has everything. The, the one that I sent you? The, the one that you sent me, yeah. Asia Might. Shout out to the Trinity group chat. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I saw I her asking you Trinity like, group chats. And a bunch of people asked that. I was like, okay, word. Because we never, we never talk in this Trinity group chat, right? Yeah. yeah it's just Trinity's in Berlin group, but they're just not, I mean, they're, they're a little older than us. They're like, they all have like families, okay. you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just not our speed right now, you know. <laughs> but it's still nice to have like that connection. That's actually you know how I mean? we met, like how we bounced upon Through that group. Not through that group, but they were having like an Independence Day Lime. Mm barbecue thing in um but that wasn't the first time we learned no 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 but in berlin that's how we bounced up just by chance what's that no yes i, I was call at you that to my thing. birthday thing that was after brother <laughs> my birthday line was your after birthday was that. after this was literally the weekend so i moved to one. berlin i went to this trini independence day barbecue mm. in a park and 
Kyle randomly pulls up to the same barbecue and I was kind of and we were like oh, yeah, like I know him because I think we were texting anyway yeah we texting like anyway and then we, we had like, met oh, yeah. up and then I was gonna go anyway and then she said oh they have this independence they think mm. and, I, and, and you well yeah, and we yeah. Both. how many people are in this group like 35 like, okay there, like 30. so it's like kind of like I mean it's a group you, whenever you're finding new people that are from the Caribbean you're yeah. like hey we're part of like we've got I a think, little community I think going one guy here. who married a German took the initiative to well this is the story he gave me right so uh, we have car- carnival is big in the Caribbean right mm. um, especially in Trinidad and uh, in Berlin, they would for uh, Carnival de, de Kulturen, mm. they had two bands, Carnival bands, that were doing things, right? Mm-hmm. One of them was run by a Vincentian guy, a guy from St. Vincent, mm-hmm. and the other one was run by a German woman, mm-hmm. right? And these two bands were like, I don't know, they were at war, at Carnival War, you know, <laughs> they were competitors, blah, blah, blah. Which thing. is a very Caribbean thing. Like in Car- a band is like a, a group of costumes. Basically. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Okay. Like, and there's this whole in yeah. back home. You have like it's very competitive every carnival. Mm. Which band wins? Yeah, because like it's not like a it's not a, like an open. It's not like Brazil where there's a parade and everyone gathers to watch the parade. Yeah, in 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 Caribbean carnival, you the party is the parade and you. Uh, you pay to participate in the 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 experience itself, and it's not run as in like carnival. It's just like universally the whole country doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole country is on the same vibe, but in terms of what you would pay for and how you would the experience you have, you have to do that with a particular band, and that determines what costume you wear and all of that. And blah blah blah. blah. I mean, now it changed a lot from what it would have been a while ago, which is. The bands would compete, so it would literally be a competition. You'd cross the stage and you'd literally be judged, and then, like, the designer um, would be, you know, you'd get prizes and national prizes for this. But then it just kind of evolved into people just want to have a good time, Mm -hmm. and the bands that want to compete, compete, you know, Mm -hmm. and then there's a whole debate about, like, traditional carnival versus modern carnival and blah, 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 blah. Okay. But But these two bands competed. These two bands, yeah. stems from that's just the carnival. Exactly. So two bands at home don't say, I have a carnival band, you have a carnival, let's be friends. Like, (laughs) nobody does that, right? (laughs) Kyla's with Tribe and I'm with Yuma, for example. Yeah, yeah, Already pretty, like, okay. yeah, it's beef. like a funny yeah, yeah. flash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's always like the like so tribe like thinks that they're yeah. the best kind of <laughs> when clearly the most vibes are. Yeah, really yeah, yeah, okay. It's like football teams. Yeah, kind I was gonna of, say like cheerleaders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, pretty like much. cheerleaders. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say like football. It just, it, just, <laughs> it just took me to like the states of like either football teams or cheerleaders. Yeah. You know that like rivalry, competitiveness. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's make it sound a little more elegant. Let's call it like football clubs. You know, cheerleading elegant. So basically <laughs> these two groups in Berlin were like at odds or whatever. And then this one guy, um, a Trini fellow who I knew from home, I think yeah. he married a German who was living in Trinidad for some time. And then he kind of took it upon himself to kind of unite the two. And he formed uh, the Trinidad German, the TNT German Association, as he mm. called it. Um, and then he started doing events for Independence Day or whatever. And I think this group stemmed from that, mm-hmm. you know, so it was just like, yeah. And then everybody who left Trinidad to come or that we knew about or, you know, mm-hmm. then he would add them to this group just so you have like a, you know, some kind of point of contact for people like where you're from, you know, yeah, what nice. I mean? because other than that, there's, there's nothing, you know, if yeah. you're, like if you are from a bigger country, like a friend of mine is Colombia and he came, there's a whole 
Colombia and yeah. in Berlin Facebook group. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's not really any of that for like Trinidad. I think yeah. there's one for Caribbean, but it's like all mixed together. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. But then Trinidad is such a small country that everybody yeah. knows everybody anyway. So exactly. if you do move to Berlin, <laughs> then it's exactly. like chances are, yeah. well, but you also would know somebody in this Berlin group chat, right? right? So yeah, somebody would be like, "Is this chat?" Yeah, yeah. And they'll add you, and yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's kind of like Melbourne is also. I feel like I mean, it's a very strong. Yeah, there's a lot of like the Aussies in Berlin groups, which. A massive, actually. Yeah, yeah Australia's huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of Aussies in Berlin too, but um, I mean, we don't have like I don't have a WhatsApp group, but I have definitely just had moments where you're like at a party and then in Berlin, and then you see yeah. someone, you're like, ah, oh, I was partying with you in Australia like yeah. three years ago, and they're like, yeah, I've lived here for three years, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like the first sighting you see of them, but yeah, we're everywhere for sure. There's a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, but that group is it's nice, but I think they're just on a different beat. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. And um, I just saw her mess because we never write in the group. You know what I mean? Mm. I think the Independence Day I went once and didn't go again or whatever. Mm. But um, <laughs> I think because the first time I went there, because I, you know, I maybe I don't like look exactly like Trinidadian like right off the bat, <laughs> and I went there and and nobody spoke to me, which is so like. <laughs> like i am from trinidad I yeah. no literally like, <laughs> like I had guys. To, it t- took like hours in until like <laughs> like i'm like drunk and being loud and stuff and then they go oh i went there and i got there so excited you know yeah and i was like mm. yeah, yeah whatever but just on the way there i went with tori you know yeah. and tori's tori's indian so like nobody questioned anything she shows up there and we ran into this couple you know and both of them just spoke to tori the whole time <laughs> Spoke to Tori the whole time, and then she made an effort to like introduce me, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, and and, and they just they were just like, oh hi, and then just continue speaking to Tori, and I was like, what's these Chinese, <laughs> you know, you know, and then I got to the, I got to this line, and it was the same thing, and then it's only like later on, and it's only later on, and by that time I was like with her and her family, you know what I mean, and then it was just like. Yeah, I don't need to lie with you all anyway. Um, <laughs> but, but thanks for the tip. Yeah, yeah. no, but we never we, we never write in groups. So I saw write in a group about goats and I thought it was just yeah. like she wanted yeah. to make Sunday lunch or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday lunch. No, someone who has no idea, aka me, is looking for goat. Like, yeah. where do I go? I was like, that's the best place to source it because surely from 35 Trinidadians, somebody will have yeah, yeah. gone Everybody's on the mission. And that was spot goat. on because yeah. the other places I looked at as well, like, they had frozen and then there was like ones that were like, oh, it will come in two weeks or something like that. These guys, fresh, mm. fresh out the back, perfect, Nine ninety nine a kilo. Yeah. <laughs> Bargain. <laughs> <laughs> Going to Asia Mine. A discount code. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the sponsorship we need to be looking right? for. <laughs> <laughs> Nine ninety nine a kilo. <laughs> no, it was good. No, I was luck, like, no luck finding the oxtail. Oh my god. Oh uh, yeah. Oxtail. Yeah, she had oh the other thing she had on a menu. So originally when we first started um yeah, just brainstorming and thinking of like what to cook and like the concept and things like that. She had like three different starters and mains and desserts. And then we landed on obviously mm-hmm. like one for meat and one for veggie. She wanted to do saltfish fritters. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I actually, we call that acro. Yeah. And, and like in London, it's very common to get saltfish at the markets, mm-hmm. but I mean, I guess with the like Arabic community here, there's some ways into certain dried fish and things like that. But that particular type, Mm. I also thought might be quite difficult to come by. I wasn't 100% sure on it. So yeah, we were like, had to kind of almost fine tune the menu to make sure that like she could actually get Mm. things that she wanted in Berlin. So even I was like, 
by like the, th- <clears throat> the three days before the event, I was like adamant we had to get goat because she was freaking out. She's like, you're not going to find goat. Like you haven't found it yet. I'm like, I am, we are going to find goat. <laughs> I, I, I will go find a Call goat for you. I will literally Butcher go out. myself. <laughs> I'm going to Brandenburg tomorrow <laughs> to find a bloody goat. With a like, knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm coming back with that goat. So yeah, that was my promise to her. But then <laughs> we had to like refine the like, okay, salt fish, maybe a bit difficult. And also seafood, like in general, like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, I had yeah. my adventure with seafood i had to go out for i mean not too far there's there's just one asian market in Prenzlau back there. oh yeah it's like the seafood spot mm. okay I, I had to go there for know. like dried seafood or more like no 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 this was like fresh fish foods? i wanted okay. to make fish broth you know Ooh, okay and so i went there and and yeah i wanted like fresh fish mm. there's one place in neukern that i think does it um, yeah but i think i didn't want like yeah like there's definitely yeah. seafood but yeah, you kind of don't know what ones to trust. Yeah, 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 yeah and you just and also how long know. ago it was co- like. There's just a big difference between fresh fish, yeah, versus fish that's been in the but fridge. But then also when it's the only, yeah. when it's the only fresh fish store in like a district, you yeah. know, then it tends to just be sold out all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because like, yeah, it's just it's just like a <laughs> they're not many. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I had to go to this. Yeah, this one was pretty big. I got through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm like, yeah. I, I don't eat fish as much as I used to because of that. So yeah, I'm kind of exactly. Like, oh. Me too. And then when people, and with all the events as well, when people come up with their recipe or their menu ideas, a lot of them want to use fish if they're particularly not from Berlin and you're like, sorry to break it to you, but it's going to be a hard one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like exactly. maybe just like, yeah. I mean, vegetables, yeah, all good, easy. But then, yeah, it's a little bit tricky in other areas. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> so you find that the event went like, um, because you said that it came together in a way that it, it, it like it didn't used to before. Yeah. Why, why is that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, probably practice, right? So this is what you're. you're yeah, it's like the, it's like an evolution, really, of like just yeah, thing like so. When it started in London, it was this like it just happened organically. It was like all my friends coming together to help me do this and make it happen. And I honestly like, don't even know if I would have done it if it wasn't for my friends who just gave me a kick up the ass and was like, just mm-hmm. fucking do it. Yeah. Like it's fine. Cause you know, you always are your own worst like enemy yeah. in terms Biggest of self critic. Yeah. Like, Oh, people aren't going to buy tickets and I'm going to come like, what if it's really shit? Um, and, um, yeah, it was in my eyes like a success and then it just felt so good doing it. And so it's been like part of my identity now for like three years. And I think like bringing it to Berlin was gave it this whole new lease of life because I moved here in COVID, um, you know, once again, like even harder to connect with people and meet people. So I think a lot of us were probably just having little quiet dinners at home with people that, you know, we knew or were meeting along the way in in quietness. Um, uh, And then I was thinking about how I wanted to bring it back when it was possible to do that and yeah that was um the first one I had in in Berlin was with this um with was with a friend who um she left her job in music PR to become a chef and she's now a chef in London and she just really wanted to try out her cooking with with in front of people and get the confidence to do that and I just wanted to give her I guess part of the um I guess mission for gather is giving people the platform to just share and mm. to yeah just basically like share their creativity and share their their visions with things and just 
provide a place for them to do that that's that's safe and honest and just like very community driven so she um she did that and it was at held at jaja which is in nokan which has also got a very community style approach to their restaurant they're a wine bar but like the owners behind it are very just connected with their area and their people and their customers and like when i met them they just immediately saw what gather was about and they didn't care about they didn't care about what in London a lot of venues cared about, which was money. Mm. In London, they were like, oh, we, we get that you're some sort of like, you know, community centric, not-for-profit, mm. social kind of thing, but um, we oh. need a thousand pounds for our restaurant. <laughs> and you're like, okay, um, uh-huh. see you later. Um, and then Jaja were like, oh my God, yes. Like we need to do more of these things. Mm. Like this is what the community needs, particularly post COVID. And yeah. so that like made me start thinking like how it needed to shape to match the community in which community you're doing it in. So that's why every single event has been so different, but then it's also just started to take its own shape. Um, so I think like the the recent one, the recent one and the one with a quasi last year, which was a Ghanaian, a British Ghanaian um, cook from London who cooked for, I think it was like two covers of 30. So it was like 60 people in the end. Um, the two things I think that like made them so unique and made me so proud of what it, what Gather had has become was firstly like as I mentioned before the diversity in um as the of the people that were attending and um just in general like the diversity of the food and in which in the spaces that they were cooking in as well like a quasi was like well I've never cooked like my food with natural wine and then this natural wine bar were like true I've never really like known how to pair wine with like plantain or red red rice you know so they're both learning from each other and I guess like I provided that space and that dialogue for them to connect over food and wine and just generally like hospitality and community um and then in and people saw that like the people attending saw that Mm -hmm. so that's why like um I feel like it's now starting to become more of a thing about yeah like um being part of the change like being part of diversifying the food industry um Mm -hmm. giving people a, a space at the table but a space in the kitchen too because I think it's all about people saying yeah we need a seat at the table but it's also more about like look at restaurants and the people that are cooking in them it's still so fucking white you know like and I'm as a white person saying this but like you know the least that I can do is at least be an ally and at least like recognize that and be able to at least use some of my you know intel or my relationships or my network to give people the the place and the space to to do what they want to do so I think that's my mission now is like yeah just providing like a little bit more of a direct um yeah like a direction towards like diversifying the food industry and and like showing what that looks like Mm -hmm. you know so it's also such it's that anger that you barely think about and it's such a shame that we didn't get to have Marie on on the podcast as yet but I didn't even think about like because she messaged us right after yeah and um just talk about like other pop-up opportunities that we had spoken about briefly and stuff and I didn't think about how much like chefs or anyone into food have so much to give mm. but they just lack the platform to actually come up with their own concept and like, totally because it, it involves so many things it involves you know finding a location sourcing mm-hmm. ingredients 
selling yeah. tickets all the things you know and it's like as a chef you just want to make you want to make a three course meal yeah you know like you this is what you want to do you, you love do and yeah. have somebody that can yeah. give you the platform and say i'll take care of everything else and you come up with the menu yeah already means so much i could imagine yeah. so like i, I yeah, could because see. the logistics of it is nothing to yeah. do with what they want <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah they, just wanna, they just want to cook food yeah, and yeah. feed people exactly and yeah. like for her because she's she's just had a child i think her kids like um, I think like one or two she's just come out of like experiencing motherhood you know and she's uh, also gone on her own personal journey of like defining what British Caribbean food is and the connection she has with that even though she's born and bred in London like her background is Jamaican and like there's a big kind of Caribbean diaspora as well in London um it's very present in a lot of areas in London it's not so much in Berlin obviously um so that was like one kind of goal was okay like create that here and um give her also the opportunity to to feed a new crowd mm -hmm. of people who are probably also just really missing it too yeah. you know as you mentioned like 100%. finding some Jamaicans at the table 100%. like I didn't know how they found my event mm -hmm. and I don't know whether it was through Marie from London or I don't know or through you guys or whatever it was just like really cool to see but um yeah, it's so funny with these things when you see new faces. Oh, and like, I'm like, how did you get yeah, here? How did you find what's me? What's your story? Yeah, true. I mean, I was wondering the same thing. I was wondering like how they, you know, yeah. How yeah, they what's all your thing? stories at the table? Yeah. And yeah, because I actually didn't, my first, yeah, thinking about that first event that I was talking about, the bushfires, and now I think I've had like eight or nine. Um, and just from now, from then until now in three years, it's actually gone slowly from like 100% friends to pretty much no one at the table recently like obviously you guys are my friends you know but like <laughs> i'm like what am i saying no but as in you know like you're you're not like guys can you buy tickets to my yeah, event yeah, please yeah, no. like people are actually buying oh, tickets yeah. and um you're not like yeah trying to pull favors and yeah, get people like get people down at the table you're yeah. actually like this is cool people like are voluntarily being here they want to yeah, be here they're paying attention. Unique. yeah and it's also i think that like um going back to what you were saying about you know the, you, so many people move to Berlin and don't know how to make friends slash mm. the main way to make friends is clubbing. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. 3 a.m. <laughs> but Excuse me. <laughs> but it's like... Mom, I make friends all the time, all but over. We made friends on the dance floor. We're, yeah, on the dance floor. But like, for a place like Berlin, it's nice to have something where you can go if you're not big in into clubbing and mm. into club culture and you know but then it's like you don't want to just hang out with the people that you meet at work this is like yeah. a nice alternative way yeah you definitely. don't have to organize your own dinner it's a dinner party that you can just buy tickets to yeah it's definitely yeah and then it all, all of a sudden becomes also music is also play, it plays a role in it yeah. all you know as well yeah. but in maybe in like the background as yeah. well like as you said you had the playlist during the dinner and then afterwards you guys put the vibe mm. and more people come down so that was a whole was thing you know i have to say that was a whole thing to me <laughs> that was a whole internal battle of mine right i had a whole because obviously the caribbean experience is one thing mm. the caribbean experience when you when you're born to caribbean parents in a foreign country is another thing mm. and when you're Caribbean and then move away that I feel like that's another mm -hmm. thing right mm. and for me um and then Kyle's Caribbean experience is very different than my Caribbean experience yeah and right. then we also have two different just, Caribbean you know, experiences but also in yeah. terms of coming like in terms of where we are and like where we're from in the Caribbean yeah but also like coming here you know I came here 
12 years ago. Oh my God. So I, I have didn't realize it was that long ago. Yeah, yeah. Wow. She's half German. Mm-hmm. I'm half German. Okay. <laughs> okay, my parents, I was dis- dispositioned at a young age <laughs> for educational reasons. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I feel like, yeah, no, it, it was such a battle for me because being from the Caribbean, pe- obviously people think that's cool and they think it, and, they, and it's interesting and then they want to involve you and stuff. Um, but then when you say that you, but then when you, you, you don't play like soca and that, like I don't DJ soca and that, I'd like, that's how I learned how to DJ, you know, like mm. it's music. I always explain it like my, like your mother and your, your father, I use this all the time, you know, like you love your parents, I hope, you mm-hmm. know, and soca and dance is like your parents, like you'd always love them, you know, but I feel like I fell in love with electronic music or, uh, you know, the way you'd fall in love with your partner, you know, mm-hmm. and you still love your parents, you know what I mean? It's not like you, you have to change, you know what I mean? You've got a place in my heart, mum and dad. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So the thing is, it's kind of difficult because then people hear it. Yeah, it's, it's strange for me. And then when somebody is so fascinated by your Caribbean-ness, mm. you know, and then they, 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 they then book you for that because they're so interested then is there i mean then it feels like there's a pressure to be that caribbean person you know what i Mm. mean and so would you say it's like almost a form of tokenism in some senses a hundred percent i mean a hundred percent i mean it's used i mean Mm. people use it all the time when they go away you know what i mean but for me it's a little different because i feel like if i was a soca dj then using it wouldn't be it i wouldn't Mm -hmm. feel like i'm using it i'd feel like i'm that's just that's just it you know what i mean Mm. but when you're playing like house and techno from the caribbean you 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 can't use your caribbean identity in that way kind of so the thing is that's why i brought it up with you when because yeah, I was I was kind of torn because I was even telling her I was like, nah, I think they're expecting like we have to play some kind of, you know what I mean? Because then I, I didn't want to, and it was actually my sister because I mean, also the, it's a whole other journey um, when you're white from the Caribbean, you mm. know what I mean? Because then when you when you're home, nobody nobody feels like you're really th- like from there, you know what mm. I mean? So that's a small battle that you have, yeah, you for know sure. what I mean? And then when you go away people don't think you're really from the Caribbean either. You know what I mean? And then people question that identity. And then yeah. it's kind of, so where do I, <laughs> where do I stand? I mean, yeah. I, I don't let it like, uh, uh, get me down. You mm. know, I feel like it's just something that you need to, well, it's, it's what I've lived with. So it's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But my sister is even, because I'm like kind of tan, maybe not now because I'm in the Berlin sun, but I'm <laughs> usually a lot more tan yeah. than this, but my sister is very white. Right. So okay. I know that she has a, um, a tougher time maybe mm. with this, um, with this strange experience. Mm. And she went to England. She won the Rhodes Scholarship to to go to Oxford University. Wow. So she went to Oxford. Mm. Um, and both of us are very proudly Caribbean. Both of us did university in the Caribbean. I did my mm. Trinidad. She did her in, Bar- in Barbados. Mm-hmm. You know, we're very Caribbean centric. We're very proud of where we come from, and we both feel a very strong sense of. Uh, um, allegiance to home and we feel like we really want to do things for home and i think my sister for her it's like even (laughs) i don't think she'd live in england i think she could but i think she would move back home because i think she really feels that she needs to be there right whereas like in in my case like i think i'll i'll probably stay here Mm -hmm. but i was speaking to her because she was visiting me around my birthday and i was telling her about this Mm. and she told me she said first of all you know, Caribbean people are disruptors. That's how 
it's been, mm -hmm. you know, we've had to fight for identity post independence and still and through so many other yeah, through so many other aspects of what other countries would inherently have or had just been around for longer or had been independent for longer, you know, would normally have to do. Um, and she said, don't, yeah, she said, uh, you know, be, being Caribbean means you're being a disruptor and means that you take control over your identity and you don't let anybody place you into a box because mm. of, and especially from Trinidad, because we have so many ethnicities that live in Trinidad that identify with being Trinidadian. Because mm. you know? what people don't realize is like everybody, like people outside of the Caribbean think Caribbean people are black. You know, yeah. like we're the descendants of the slaves that came to the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. But you also have to think about who brought the slaves to the Caribbean. First mm -hmm. of all, you have to think about the indentured laborers, which is the Indians and the, the Chinese that came after slavery was mm -hmm. abolished to do paid labor. Yeah. And essentially all these different ethnicities, white, black, Asian, are the roots of Caribbean yeah. people, and mm -hmm. which also exists now. So there are yeah. white Caribbean people that are exact, just as, as much Caribbean, Caribbean as yeah. black Caribbean people. Yeah. yeah, it's people's perceptions of identity, yeah. of like yeah. what they look like, what color their skin is, therefore mm -hmm. they're this. Yeah, exactly. People just get put in a box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it must be it must have been such a difficult experience when you're like, hey, I'm just as much as Trinidadian <laughs> yeah. as you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a thing. I mean, yeah. it's not Even something more, that it's I... like between the two of us, Kylie's even more <laughs> Trinidadian than I am. You know? But people <laughs> would look at us and they wouldn't sit. Like, yeah. Yeah. They would immediately be like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. She's from Trinidad, but with mm. like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's always an explanation, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think in the end, um, something that I, in the end I decided, yeah, no, I'm not going to. My sister really <laughs> gave me a good talk mm. and she was just like, uh, you are Caribbean. Nobody can tell you that you're not. So don't feel like you have to perform in a certain way or yeah. be a certain way to adhere to that identity. That is you and nobody can take that away from you, period. Mm. And um, don't let people box you in and do mm. what Caribbean people do and disrupt, you know, mm -hmm. and... I really like that. And then I said, okay, I'm going to play yeah. how I normally play. And then, <laughs> but even if, but I mean, even though I decided to go with what I would normally play, which is electronic music, mm. growing up in the Caribbean, we just have an affinity to a certain type mm. of like, yeah, a certain type of music and rhythm and, and movement and that kind of thing. So inherently I would, my library of, of records and, and, and music yeah. kind of reflects on it. So what we were talking about I when was we just spoke with Joanna. About, yeah, we were just saying that like, you don't have to try to, it's like trying to yeah. create a handwriting, yeah, right? Yeah, you already yeah. have your own handwriting. Yeah, it's which already is ingrained. Like, it's yeah. already influenced by the yeah. Caribbean by, yeah. just by you picking the songs yeah, that yeah, you pick. Yeah, yeah, it flows through you. Exactly. And exactly. then picking up like influences of the fact that you're now here in Germany yeah. and like in exactly. Berlin and like the people you meet the music you hear it's just mm. so diverse yeah. you're gonna create this like very unique sound as well yeah. from yeah, that yeah. but yeah I always like that's what I was also hoping because when you also said that oh what what kind of music are you actually mm. expecting I'm like I would never want to make someone do something yeah. or like perform or act in a certain way that like even maybe society has told them to act because that's just like pigeonholing do you know mm. what i mean yeah. but i know that that is a thing right but people so, do it without like yeah, with yeah. any like the bad like bad yeah, intent, yeah. you know they do it all the time just subconsciously yeah, you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> you know yeah just, yeah play <laughs> go yeah yeah they're like yeah. oh you play some Caribbean music you yeah, know yeah. I mean? and like richard said richard came and he's like yeah i'm excited i can't wait to you know oh, yeah. hear you guys say and i had to you know like, <laughs> by the way it might not be what yeah, you yeah, think yeah. it is yeah. gonna and be and i have to be like well you know actually blah, 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 and i have to go into my little spiel and he 
probably like was just like this is too much. You know what I mean? Like I just want to say exactly. Funny you bring this up. I've been meaning to talk to him about it. Exactly. Funny that you say that. Actually, you know, a month ago my sister said, but it was really just a matter of understanding that. Yeah, maybe there's a um, there's a new way that you can interpret, you know, all these things that might not necessarily sound like the things from home. Just mm. like yeah, just like being just like my journey from here, and then I feel like coming from there to to Berlin. You know, if I were to make soca and dancehall that was ready for Berlin, you know what mm. I mean? It probably won't sound like yeah. soca and dancehall from home. You know yeah. what I mean? But but then again, like it, like what we were saying before, right? The context is different. It's like Everything has its place. So the, there are Caribbean parties where it's just all about suka and dancehall, and they are for the diaspora that have mm. been here for, or I mean, newly, freshly moved here. But I feel like the the intention behind that is more of a, a home away from home. Yeah, like you get a little taste of like nostalgic. Yeah, you know, Notting Hill Carnival is just you know we've been away from our home for so long. Let's do something to make us feel like home. Yeah. Whereas when Kyle and I play music, or especially Kyle, it's more like Kyle came to Berlin with the intention of playing house and techno and like falling in love with his new affair, not necessarily to come and be like, I'm bringing Caribbean culture to Berlin, you know? So then his perspective on what kind of music he plays and what kind of music represents him as Mm. a Caribbean person who moved to Berlin Mm. is going to be something entirely different than the Soka DJ who's moving to Berlin or even to me who's been here for 12 years who I don't necessarily feel like playing soca music and dancehall music and being in that box either, but I naturally gravitate towards like the UK mm. electronic music scene. Yeah. Because of the... the, the you explain, yeah, explain the technical side of it. Well, the, and the snare and the... Because, yeah. of the, because yeah. the music, I, it feels familiar, you know? It yeah. feels like what I grew up on, mm. but different. And yeah, the like UK was... The UK home. was... Well, the UK is... The Caribbean hub in yeah. this part of the world, although Netherlands has a huge diaspora as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the music scene was heavily influenced. But the music by scene music. in the UK was influenced very heavily by the Windrush generation, which mm-hmm. was the mm-hmm. generation of the eighties that came across. Because I think it was a a big post independence move by England to then invite uh, West Indian, like basically like workers like yeah. like you know so all the yeah all the parents you know what i mean <laughs> in england yeah and that had a huge impact on the music scene because at the time houses was blowing up and then mm. it's the influence of like dub and and reggae and all that that then formed like drum and bass and and, and two step and two garage step and, and yeah all the you know all the things we love yeah all the good stuff <laughs> all the things all we the love stuff. you know and yeah. dub which you know yeah. which is a big part of which is Richard's you know a big <laughs> love of Richard you know <laughs> so the thing is it's it's like a dub techno yeah, rather yeah. you know so it, it's it's so cool that 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 England had that really absorbed that and took it mm. in you know what I mean and that they did that in a way that not I think any other mm. European nation yeah. yeah did at the time you mm-hmm. know or does now you know yeah and I think that events like this like Justin even though we didn't necessarily 
play soca and dance hall, but I think events like this do inject like a, a like a, a a little shot of pepper sauce into yeah. Berlin. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Because yeah. There's nothing it's, here. I mean, it's it's Caribbean culture out of the, from the perspective of people living here. People living here who are not like yeah. You know, we're not walking around in like rasta colors. <laughs> you know. Exactly. But, yeah. But it's so funny because <laughs> that universally they're just things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Culturally, that we. <laughs> the cla- that this, clash when you come here, yeah. you know, like the first thing we, we spoke about it when Adrian was on the podcast is when Adrian, our friend, mm. um, another trainee um, that I went to school with and also back home and he lives in Berlin now. Nice. And he um, I, he asked me like, what what's like the biggest culture shock or the first thing that shocked you when you came here? And I said, well, being loud, like they don't really like noise here, you know? Oh my God. And I got no. like, I was at a private party and I remember I the guy, the bartender came up to me and told me to calm down or he's going to have to ask me to leave. And you're like, this and, is me. And I was I'm literally just, just having a good time yeah, and just... laughing. I wasn't like, I don't know, I wasn't Not being... making a scene. I was just laughing oh loud. And homeboy just came and said, I'm going to need you to calm down. Yeah. Oh my leave. God, calm down. Calm down. I remember oh, being like, like, oh my God, this is the worst you know and it kind of it totally killed the vibe i think we left shortly after that yeah because he came to fair. me twice i was just like what is he talking about maybe he's making a mistake and then he came back and told me a second time and i was like yeah let's let's leave but um it's so funny because when <laughs> when marie was um was cooking she said something and then i think she burst out laughing and then she's like oh sorry i laugh so loud you know what yeah, i mean you're like yeah. conscious of it and she's like I but I, this is what i was saying before is that like i heard her laughing and immediately it took me back to the car yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but there's no caribbean person that would laugh loud and then apologize about exactly. it you know what i mean yeah. you just laugh loud but nowhere and in the caribbean would somebody you know? come up to you and be like you laugh a little yeah. Yeah. quiet like, but it's quiet so loud. funny because that she you know like she, yeah. she she laughed and then immediately she's like oh my god i'm so sorry i laugh so loud you know what i mean and i was just like oh my no, god you be exactly. you girl you know what i mean <laughs> but i mean yeah imagining her in berlin as well like the amount of times people tell you off for doing something so yeah. small it's like yeah, exactly like today as like a public holiday you know it's just it's supposed to be no noise made on public holidays and on sundays it's like yeah but then people are partying the most ever on a sunday yeah. but then it's just yeah. the biggest contrast but yeah i would say that is a, a culture shock for sure because like, australians are loud too right we're loud yeah <laughs> you know, we, we can talk for sure yeah, yeah. for sure <laughs> yeah so. no i was just thinking when you're saying about like um from a music perspective it actually also ties quite nicely into food because like when you're saying your interpretation of music now and that being your identity from moving and hearing things, but there's always that underlying bit. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's just so it's so common at the moment as well with these young people doing food as well, particularly like I was thinking of a quasi last year cooking. He identifies himself as this like pan modern Pan-African cook or like mm-hmm. West African roots, but he's British Um and the food that he was cooking, there's always like a little spin on it. Like he was doing hummus with, I think there's hummus and plantain and pickled onions all coming mm. together. And the hummus for him came from his time that he was spent in Morocco. Or, mm. You know, he had all these like different stories to tell of like why all these things came together. So it's just really interesting to see how the younger generations of certain cultures and food cultures, particularly if they're living in different places, like what their interpretation is of their food. Mm as well because it's and it's not like you know 
not saying it's not it's not wrong but like some people are like hang on that's not that's not west african that's not, that's not ghanaian it's not authentic yeah, yeah. and that's why i'm learning like that, so but... much about through these events is like mm-hmm. oh no it's whatever they want it to be because they are also experiencing like a multicultural environment they're yeah. growing up multicultural and it's not just like yeah of course what your parents cook you it's like that is the soul at the heart and soul of what you learn all the things your parents teach you whether it's food or other things there's always a, a root or a ground or something that keeps you grounded in that but then if you go off and you experience something totally new yeah fuck yeah you can put hummus with your plantain yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm learning and i'm like you said yeah. that and i was like i probably shouldn't say it. i'm like I'm, i hope i've said it it is plantain and hummus that he was doing but well, he did something and, in that area first and foremost it's plantain sorry <laughs> oh my god i mean yeah but you can say it but we say plantain <laughs> yeah we say plantain yeah, okay. yeah. there you go sorry for my pronunciation no, i'm kidding i'm kidding it's like a, it's like it's a whole go, thing curry curry go Shit, gotta remember all these things. <laughs> yeah, no, because if you say planted, nobody's gonna understand. No, no, you, so no, 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 but plantain is the, the way the Africans say it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing. The Caribbean diaspora say plantain. Okay, okay. okay. African diaspora say plantain. Plantain. Oh, okay, okay. The correct way to say it is plantain. Because <laughs> the Caribbean way. Oh my god, yeah, I don't know yeah. anymore. <laughs> You know the long banana thing? <laughs> <laughs> Savory? Plantain. Yeah. No. But yeah, no, that was just like an uh, interesting perspective because it is very much like I hope that there's more people I can find like that, you know, that I yeah. can represent that are just trying to yeah. do their own thing but like do a spin on what mm. they've learned or what they've grown up at growing up with. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's their roots mixed with whatever inspired them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still there. Uh, like uh, the way that they depict their inner culture, right? Or that they, mm. their third culture, as yeah. you call it. Next thing, there'll be a curry, a goat curry, curry goat. schnitzel. That's good, though. You know, they already have curry goats, you know. Like, oh, God, you know what I oh, yeah. saw the other day on, on, like, on Reels was a oxtail stew fried nuggets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you sent I it? Like, I think I posted you sent it. it. I you posted like, it or something. something Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They made oxtail stew and like ripped it apart and then froze it, cut it into squares, battered it, and then deep fried it. And yeah, as yeah. I explain this to you, my mother. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds hectic. Yeah, it's nuts. Yum. Yeah. Can you get? So you can't get oxtail here, can you? You that, can. Well. Sometimes Kaufland has it, and I'm I'm gonna look out for it. And next time I find it, I'm gonna buy a bunch and like invite everybody for oxtail stew. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good talking about food. So my friends, as I was telling you, friends were visiting me from Trinidad for mm. just five days, straight from Trinidad to to Berlin and back. And one of them, um, his, um, well, I know him from home as well. His sister lives in London, and I think he's like in the middle of a Euro trip. Mm. So when he heard that they were coming, he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna come too," right? And we had a we had like a party to go to that weekend, and they said oh, okay, well, then we're going to bring ingredients from home mm. because um, shouts to Vika, shout out to Swals, who <laughs> was in, where did he come from? I think Amsterdam or something mm-hmm. like that. Or Vienna, he was in Vienna before he came to Berlin. And he's like the, the curry master kind of, yeah. you know, and they brought all the ingredients from home and did the most trinity thing ever, you know, mm-hmm. and like... <laughs> bubble up pot and brought it to the party you know what i mean so they they had like this like fantastic like the be- like the best you know what i mean like just like exactly how you'd imagine at home like how it's done 
and show up, show up to the line with the pot, you know, like in a bar kind of thing. <laughs> and it was such a hit. Everybody loved it. It was so good. You know what I mean? <laughs> and of course, everybody's like, curry is not something that like you'd bring to a party here, right? Yeah. Nobody's having like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Unless we're having an actual curry night. Yeah, Unless yeah. Let's have an actual, you know, but yeah. nobody's like coming to hang out and bringing <laughs> yeah. a pot of curry that's just not a thing you know what i mean True. <laughs> so like they have well, a bunch of normal they, yeah. Yeah. and they just have like a bunch of finger food and then there's just this <laughs> pot of curry oh my god and i love like, that and halfway through um we made yeah they made the 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 curry chicken and then we also made mango chow right mm. and it was so like the mango chow wasn't even planned they were just like yeah we are doing mango chow too you know what i mean and made the mango chow and just like halfway through the line. It's also the same thing I brought to our curry night. It was so good. Oh, yeah. 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 And it was like, it was like, because nobody's going to look at it and take a piece, you know? Yeah. Because everyone, like... It's kind of so, skeptical. It's kind of yeah. like... So then, then you have to go around with the car and be like, have you ever had mango chow? Yeah. Taste this. This is from home. My friends made it. You know what I mean? It was... It was so good and they absolutely loved it. And it was good because a lot of people are vegan or vegetarian at least. Mm. So the curry chicken isn't something they go for. So they mm. go for the mango chow, but the mango chow was bomb too. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it was so good and it was so like, I don't know. Like when you see a bunch of people, because eventually we went around a plate and napkins and we're like, taste, taste this. this. Taste this. Yeah. Just taste it. Do you eat meat? Taste this. Well, or you don't eat meat? Taste this. <laughs> if you don't eat meat, still taste it. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. And like... <laughs> By the end of the night, it was done. Like done, done, done. Do you, you know think? I mean? Do you think this is something I was thinking about lately? Is like, is it a, is it a very Caribbean thing? How much we want other people to taste our food? Because I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Caribbean people when they leave the Caribbean are on this personal mission to convince <laughs> yeah. everybody that we make the best Taste food in our the food. Yeah. yeah, you know, like this. I mean, it's definitely part of who you guys are for sure. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. like bringing food, you know, like yeah, eat something yeah. before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? it's like, like pa- it's, a- it's like the passion and like the part of like your identity is definitely yeah. like did you tight. try that oh my god <laughs> it's so good that's like yeah. so good to use it. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm mean- trying to think but but i think food in that way is very universal in that people love i mean we love eating I yeah mean, like people yeah, love yeah. eating so you know yeah. i mean if you don't about- you're not my friend I know. Yeah. <laughs> right pretty much yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she made a whole a whole organization slash initiative yeah. slash collective around also it. when i first met you both like you left your um chili sauce in which was in one of those travel pepper sauce pepper sauce pepper sorry, sorry. sorry. Pepper, pepper, sauce, yeah. Yeah. pepper sauce that <laughs> came over in your hand luggage in a little shampoo bottle <laughs> in my bottle, friends, which, in my yeah. friend's shampoo rich bottle, and i yeah. loved we're like we can't believe this is in a shampoo bottle and it's so it's hot so and spicy good. it's so good yeah. and then you left um, when I saw you the second time you gave me your marinade you're like hey try this try green this seasoning. green seasoning green seasoning green seasoning sorry which Rich and I had no idea how to use and we were like slapping it on some chicken like rubbing it in like it was like kind of falling apart but we're just eating that's okay. it anyway that's what it that's is what yeah. yeah and then yeah, I said yeah. I was like oh, I don't know if we used it right and you're like it doesn't matter how you use it you yeah, yeah, use yeah. it just use thing. it yeah, I'm like yeah. so yeah it is probably a thing you know yeah, like yeah. The, the two times from both of you you've like left behind something for us to just yeah. like, you got you got to try it on anything yeah. on anything you know it's so funny yeah, because like it's, it's like it's i mean every culture is proud of their food but i feel like caribbean people have this thing of like i need to convince you of my food <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like when vikash was cooking um like everything of course i'm paying attention right because mm-hmm. vikash is like indo trinidadian right so he's indian mm-hmm. um which is 
Yeah, that is because unlike the Af- the Afro-Caribbean population, the Indo-Caribbean population were not slaves. So they got to keep their culture. Okay. So they maintained their culture up until now, mm-hmm. right? So the, the Indian population in Trinidad, because we Trinidad and Guyana have the biggest Indian populations in the Caribbean, um, and they were able to keep their culture, and it's a parallel culture with India, kind of. So there's no, there's a lot that was not lost, mm. you know? So when they curry, they curry, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Vikash came, I mean, of course, they know this, they love this, they're proud of this. And that's why they brought all the peppers. They brought all the pimentos we can't get here. They brought the nice. pimentos from home. They brought some hot peppers from home. <laughs> they asked me what they, what, what they do have here. Um, I told her we do have a shadow benny. It's kind of like whatever, whatever. <laughs> it's um, called, um, what is it called? Parsley? They call it, they call it parsley. They call it Eurograss. They call it Eurograss. <laughs> shadow benny is basically, it's like, it tastes kind of like coriander, but mm. stronger. And Wait, what delicious. is it called? Shadow benny is a French word. Like, yeah. Shadow benny. Yeah, and like it, C-H- a D O N Shadow, you know, oh, Benny yeah. B E N I. Yeah, but we just butcher everything and call so it Shadow So we just say Shadow Benny. And um, what, it and grows like wild. It literally grows in your backyard. Oh. But here you can yeah. buy it. We put it in everything. It's kind of like everything. coriander. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Here you can buy it in the Chinese store. It's called like parsley or your It's called so It looks like it's these long, kind of spiky leaves. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it's fantastic, and it's like it, it's the one because it, it, this is obviously this is in the mango show, and everybody's like, "What is this green thing?" Oh. You know, it's like a key ingredient kind, of, and we have it here. But what <laughs> I did like is they also brought like the actual spices from home that I'm sure they could get here, but they got the brands that they're accustomed to at home. You know what I mean? So they had everything here, and of course, I'm paying attention, right? Because I cook a lot, right? I do cook. And I want to see, because Vikash was like the curry man, you know, mm-hmm. like every, all of us can cook, all of us can, can, can curry, but like, he's like the man who always does it because he does it the best kind of, of course, I'm paying attention. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, we, yeah, but he, he had used so much seasoning. I was, he, he seasoned everything beforehand, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Then he goes in, starts currying. And then there was a second like bout of seasoning that went in like midway through. And then there was a whole, there was a bunch of seasoning left in a bowl. And when I was cleaning up the kitchen, because it was just the pot bubbling left, you know, I went to him and I was like, I have a feeling he's going to use this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is the throw. And he's like, yeah, 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 leave it, you know? And then right (laughs) at the end, puts in even more, you know? So it's like three layers of seasoning that go into it. And I was like, yeah, boy, we really... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really it's like to overdo it, yeah. you know what I mean? But it was so good, nice. you know. It but was it makes so a difference because you need the. I do the same thing though because you need the like the fried seasoning in the beginning, right? So that it like caramelizes and it has like a smoky mm-hmm. flavor, and then you have the seasoning in the actual chicken, and then towards the end you want to put the fresh seasoning to give the wow. fresh seasoning flavor. And Normally it's have, a like, fresh shadow benny alone, but he put all the pimentos and yeah. everything and the onions and everything again, you know, which I don't do normally. <laughs> oh, so the double, like, start yeah. with it mid- midway yeah, yeah. through. Yeah. So everything so that you use at the start, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fry onions, it garlic, oil, everything, yeah. And then add the fresh version so you have okay. three different Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because normally I'd add, there'd yeah. be things I add towards the end, but I wouldn't add everything towards the end, you know, kind of. But yeah. he did and I was like... Uh-huh. <laughs> you're like yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? he knows what's up <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so it was so good it was so funny at this party too because it was such a culture clash because it was just like 
a room of Germans and my five Trini friends. Making I mean? bomb curries. Mm. Making bomb food, but it was kinda <laughs> it was kinda it was kinda strange and funny because like they it was like a real culture clash. You know? <laughs> because like they um I mean they've been away before, it's not like they they're not travel or whatever. But they're like very Trini in their approach, as in they're not accustomed to <laughs> as in the Trini way to be friendly is to be loud and to joke the whole time yeah you know the whole this whole interaction is a joke yeah (laughs) everything you say i say something funny or something you we just we just that we just love that you know what i mean (laughs) that's just our way of being friendly yeah we don't i had a whole whole discussion about this we we don't like do you do you know how to give normal answers because (laughs) you'd ask something or like like you'd be walking real fast and i'm like we're in a race or something and he's like you can just say walk slower and i'm like <laughs> we don't really we don't do say that. that. No, we yeah. don't. Yo, I, it, it was so funny, right? Because I spend this whole lime. So we use the word lime for like a, a hangout. So we use okay. lime for maybe like. I was wondering what you said. You said birthday lime. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh. So it's like a lime we use for like a hangout. It's not like a full on party. Like, yeah. hey, I think if you have a lime in a flat, people call it a party. We'd call that like a lime and a party. It'd be like big music, big mm. crowd, you know? Mm. It's like so, a hangout, but it's like in between a party and a hangout. Okay. Yeah, it's like, like so we say the hangout. So <laughs> yeah. we're, we're at this line. I'm just putting out fires left, right, and center. Because I'm just going around this flat and I'm just seeing, like, because they're just like two, Vikash and Kirala, just like two drunk uncles, just trying to be funny the whole time. Their accent, they're not, they're not slowing down or uh, cutting their words, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're talking like, maybe I wouldn't say full on. But they are not like catering to this crowd of people that speak English once in a while kind of thing. You know what I mean? So I'm just watching them like carry on this joke for way too long to somebody (laughs) who doesn't know what to do anymore. Because they probably didn't even understand the beginning of the conversation before it got to the joke. And now they definitely don't understand the joke. (laughs) But they're being polite. So they're not. But they're being polite. So they're they're like. They're just like waiting for him to end. They're like laughing, but kind of also waiting for him to say something else. But he's just like repeating. And I just have to be like, Dan, you need to end this joke. (laughs) Right. I literally just have to be like, I'm just, you know, like, and, and it was so funny. They're going or whatever. Everybody's being nice, whatever. I mean, it, it actually got a little tense because I think the misunderstanding was so much that people oh. were like taking it the wrong way and oh, whatever. Okay. And it's so funny because I gave them this talk. I had to give them a talk. So we're in this corner, right? And one of the guys was there. He's he's German as well, but he was left with us because at one point it was just like my friends and then everybody else went somewhere else, you know? And I sat down with them and I was like, listen, like, Y'all need to cool it on the jokes, right? Yeah, people not understand. You won. We're in Germany. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah dad's here. I was like, people, people, uh, yeah. people not understanding what you're saying to begin with, right? And second of all, people here don't, uh, don't do that. Yeah. And like, you need, to, you need to have actual conversation. I was like, you need to ask people like, what they do for a living, like what they do for work, like where they work, like, <laughs> like, like where they live. So give like, your, Caribbean, like, fr- give yeah. your Caribbean friends a briefing of yeah, how yeah. to deal with Germans yeah. when you yeah. come or, to visit. Or just like how to, de- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not how to be just joking, like, Chinese, yeah. you know what I mean? And I was just like, you need to, you need to have like an actual conversation, like kind of, it's kind of, I was like, kind of like an interview, but just like informal, you know? Just turn and, it down. Yeah, we don't yeah, do that. I, we don't do I, that. I literally, as I said, you need to have like, you need to ask 
ask people like where they're from and where they work and things. Vikash burst out laughing, and then the German oh guy burst out laughing, and he was like, "It's so funny that you think that that's so funny." You know what I mean? <laughs> that just goes to show like yeah. how like disconnected you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you think it's hilarious that you have to have just a regular conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they're like that's regular so, conversation. What? Yeah, yeah. That's so silly. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? And I mean, they tried after it when. <laughs> I mean, there were a few moments that were absolutely. They're like hilarious. trying it, and it just doesn't come natural, probably. Yeah, either. because they were trying and they were they, they were doing it. I mean, in the end, it was fine, but there were just moments that were just the most awkward, hilarious like interaction between two people because it's not a formal setting mm. we're like in a flat everybody's guard is down so mm. if you make a joke that people don't get they don't get it and then it's just awkward yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> and then you're stuck in the apartment like yeah. so. <laughs> it was so bad but so funny and i think at the end i think everybody because i was just there mediating yeah i think in the end everybody was just like apologetic to their respective like parties you know i think like the the germans were like yeah i hope i hope we didn't like offend kyle's friends or we didn't you know and in the end they were just like yeah i hope we didn't upset their friends i mean you know at the end everybody was apologetic about it but it was definitely um that's like some uh yeah complicated dynamics but <laughs> but also good because it's like but i think it's cool we both learn from each other yeah i think it's cool because i think that it kind of brings in a perspective that i think that yeah, all the Germans in that room probably have never held a conversation with somebody who they consider to be an Indian person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They just don't know that. You know, mm. they just don't have friends like that. But, period, also, you know? but also it's like, I mean, you said that your friends, they're from the Caribbean. They've never really left or they don't leave much. Nah, they don't but travel they, much. They traveled. But okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they, then but that's I'm sure saying. they've never left, like lived outside of. But I think they've never experienced something so intimate before. Yeah. Like, like here we're so accustomed to people. Like we meet people that have traveled a lot of, that have lived in other countries as mm. well. Right? Yeah. So that they're very worldly. They're very accustomed to like, let me scope out this scene. Let me figure yeah, out yeah. Like, yeah. the cultural to, yeah. norms here and then kind of adapt. Starting off in a neutral place before yeah. they go in anyone. Yeah, exactly. work out the vibe before yeah. like <laughs> being the room, totally read themselves. The <laughs> <laughs> read the room, exactly. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Okay. It's like seeing my uh, uncle come to Berlin last summer and he's a country Australian farmer boy. He's been on the farm for like, I don't know how old he is now, like 60, 60 years, you know, and like this is like, as you would imagine, Australian farm. Like mm-hmm. the dust is red. You know, he's farm. He's <laughs> he's shearing sheep. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. growing canola. Oh, like yeah, he is yeah. like on his tractor every day, and then bringing and then seeing him in Berlin. And, like he's well traveled <laughs> for sure, and he's just like he's got a very open mind. But when you bring like those kind of Australians out of Australia and bring them into a situation like Berlin, he was just sitting. It was so funny. He he like got up one morning and we we're like, where's where's he gone? And he he found this um, bar in like Mitter and like just sat on the corner drinking like I think he drank like 10 Aperol spritz in the time that he left that place <laughs> just taking photos of people like I'm like that is, I'm like that is not acceptable like he, he couldn't like, no, yeah he was like oh my god I just had the the best afternoon I just went to a bar and everyone's just so unique here and so different and everyone's from everywhere and it's like wow like there was a guy with like a tattooed face and I had to take a photo and I'm like oh my god you can't do that especially like, in Berlin <laughs> but I don't think he was like obviously taking photos yeah, he was kind of just like sneaky Taking photo of his Aperol with like people walking past, and he just found. 
found everyone just so interesting and just that's so whole, unique. That could be a whole Instagram concept, though. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's that's a no, whole but a hundred percent. And but you're right, they do. <laughs> they do throw come them into a, the water. They yeah. do come from Swim. a different perspective where they yeah. don't see like a certain type of people. Or people are just different, or people look different. Yeah. And it, it happened in um <clears throat> where we landed in in Elza eventually, finally on uh, Saturday or, or or Sunday or something, and. One of my friends, the guy who was, I think, the main reason that they came to Berlin for me, because he was the guy that was closest to me. We went to, we studied together in university at home. And um, I think, you know, he's been out before in other in other countries, but he was just like, Berlin is so cool. Just from the aesthetic that wasn't like, you know, because we really, at home, we really like polish and shine. Like, we follow these states, you know? Yeah. Everything that's cool is very, like... Um, polished and shiny, yeah. you know what I mean? Similar to like Melbourne as well, I find. like Everything, yeah. I mean, not similar, but as in, yeah, everything's like got its place. Do you think Comes. so Melbourne is very like polished and shiny? Yeah, and I realise that more, um, like the longer I spend away and then the, when I go back, mm-hmm. the just the contrasts and I've noticed it more, the most coming back now because, oh, I, I went back over Christmas um, and I bought Richard for the first time. And so he was experiencing Australia. So seeing it in the eyes of someone who hasn't seen it and they're not from there is also really interesting because they're like, oh, yeah, it actually is. It's really nice. Like everything's, yeah, got its place and every, everyone is like, you know, there's a certain thing there. It's very shiny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think there's other cities like that too outside of Australia. Like I would even say like Copenhagen is kind of like that. When you go there, you're like, wow, everything's clean and everyone's pretty. <laughs> but I'm like, but I wouldn't want to live here. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. Then like here at least it's like, yeah, there's like whatever mm. you know yeah. it's a bit of everything and i think that's the first yeah, time that they experience cream. that and they experience a place that because when things are all shiny and modern it kind of brings a certain obviously a certain energy with yeah it. and and for example sakira's girlfriend tahira she <laughs> she's tapping me we're like walking back to the dance floor and she goes uh, are people like smiling at me to like show me that they're not racist or something oh, you know what i mean <laughs> and i told her like nah <laughs> i was like they're just being nice i was like you see at home like the the cool thing is to be cool right yeah whatever that is but here people smile at you just because it's cool to be nice it's yeah. cool to be nice yeah, yeah they're, you just, know they're I mean? just being nice yeah. they're just Friendly. being nice and it's so funny that her interpreted that Something as something, simple as a smile. Something's not right. She's like, why are they smiling at yeah, me? Yeah, something as simple as a smile just denotes a completely different thing to her. You know what well, I mean? Well, in spaces here, like if, yeah, music, like going out. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the space. Yeah, yeah. if it's a good night and it's well organized, then you're going to be having a bloody good vibe. Like yeah. everyone in that space are going to be nice and exactly. good vibes. You're going to meet people. It's going to yeah. be really easy to meet people. Mm. I mean, I, I can't say I've been to ones where I'm like, fuck, everyone's dickheads here. Like I'm leaving yeah, yeah, in yeah, Berlin. Yeah. But I have definitely been to ones like that in London where I'm like not vibing at yeah. all. And I'm like... Where everybody's just too cool. Ev- school. Or yeah, everyone's just like not my vibe. You I mean, know? Or, they're just, or they're just not very I'm friendly. Or to like, they just kind of suck. You just get that yeah. feeling, you know. Yeah. Where you're like, I don't think I want to be here for long. Whereas when, uh, I mean, you get it more here that you yeah. feel the other way mm-hmm. you're like yeah. i'm probably going to be here till it closes and that's yeah. a problem <laughs> when you, go, you go there planning to leave early and then oh yeah leaving at 9 a.m oh my god yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that's a sign of good fun you know yeah. or a good time and good people mm. which is what this city's about for sure yeah and i think that that's something that is just 
like the most invaluable thing about Berlin because you know in a club in Miami and then it's all about money it's all about mm. bottle service and booth and who mm. has more money yeah. and who's cooler and who's prettier and then it's just <laughs> like you know it's so nice to be in a space where yeah different bit more realness are, yeah there's so many events like that I feel like in Berlin particularly with summer coming up yeah it's yeah. like mm. 100% so many pop-ups and like yeah just different air festivals yeah open airs hopefully no man's land will join that list of cool places hopefully open airs yeah i'm actually going to a rooftop later just before i get my flight um my friends are doing so they've built like a cabin on the on a rooftop Mm. and it's like a yakitori cabin um i think that took them like five days to build it and um on a rooftop yeah oh, on a rooftop oh, like oh, a, what? Cabin? A, a yakitori so you know um it's japanese like uh cooking over coals okay on the on the like grill and it's usually skewered skewered oh, foods okay. yeah, yeah. so it could be like chicken yakitori um you could be doing it with oyster mushrooms like yeah okay. you could just grill everything and usually on i think the concept of yakitori is skewer and cooked over coals mm. um and they're doing this pop-up over the summer so it's like <laughs> yeah i was like i thought you were saying that they built it on like a random rooftop no it like is kind house. of random though it's well okay yeah it's not as random as that but um it's prinzenstrasse like where um, the big roundabout modular, this furniture shop, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the oh, the yeah. the Zumabad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where your dentist dentist is, um, and it's on this rooftop. But I generally think that the the area they built it built it in is not really a rooftop that people like use. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And here's now this like little wooden cabin where you can go and sit in okay, nice. and uh, okay. eat yakitori, where they serve you the classic Japanese way over the counter, mm. kind of where you're sitting all around it, okay, okay, yeah. um, overlooking the city. And then they're oh, going to be doing also like music and stuff What's over the weekend. What's the name of this? You want to shout them so, out? So yeah, shout out to uh, OSB on standby, which is a new concept that's um, founded by Jeff and Jess, two of my friends who are opening a open fire restaurant next year called Stoke. I mean, they're like, they're like, you know, creme de la creme in terms of I'm like inspired by what they're doing and, and nice. all the things that they do. Um, and they are just channeling their energy whilst they wait for their restaurant into these like pop-up concepts. Um, but they're like, yeah, they do things like also um, just dinners outside of Berlin, you know, in the Brandenburg forests, mm-hmm. like long tables, everything's cooked over fire. Um, and he's coming, like Jeff's coming from like his experience in Hong Kong. And I think he's had a stint in Japan too. Like he's worked at different restaurants and now he's bringing this like also new take on like wood fire cooking, Japanese slash he's Filipino, he's Filipino Canadian and Jess is Filipino Australian. Um, and they're coming together in this like kind of Asian fusion kind of feast, Very cool. all open fired. So yeah, shout out to them because I think that will be a really good summer pop up. Mm. Food and music, yeah. for sure. Also, perfect little last supper before you head off. Sorry, perfect little last supper. Exactly. Before you I know. I know. I feel. I feel spoiled. Like oh. popping into a rooftop yakitori cabin <laughs> before I fly. <laughs> like, who am God, I? Life is yeah, good, God, huh? that life. What the hell? <laughs> Yeah. Is so it what like about- a private thing or is it like a pop-up where is it or is it like gather where you have to buy Yeah, this it? one's so this one's just a little uh taster this afternoon just to mm. to tell them it's all good and okay. give them the seal of approval and, and off they go into the and mm. start selling. I think you do like I think there's 12 seats. Yeah, you can you, it's open to the public from like next week, I think. Okay. Um and then yeah, it's it's going all summer long. 
Okay, sick. Yeah. Yeah, promo. <laughs> and what about gather? What are the gather summer plans? Oh my gosh, yeah. There's, well, actually, do you know what? There's one coming up in the next few weeks, first week of June. Um, I'm actually, I'm thinking of introducing a new, like, it's, I think it's going to be just a new little spin-off of like a series of, so gather, obviously what I was saying before, what it represents and what it's really shaping up to be in, in that area of like providing a platform and a space for people, um, aiming to diversify the industry and things like that. But then I've also, you know, I've got my mates and like I want to I want to do things that are also just easy, like fun, mm. just like a little bit more low key as well. I want to keep the gatherings going as well. Mm. And so the the effort, the time and effort that it took to get Marie up and running was like pretty much yeah, like I think we first started speaking in February and then we had the event in May. So, you know, it's a couple of months of work yeah. and relationship building and, mm. and getting trust from people like the Orangery, like mm. building the trust with them and getting them to see what we wanted to do and mm. um, finding you guys. Like it takes time. Yeah. So now I'm like... And you okay. have a full-time job as well. So and I have a full-time right. job. So I'm like, okay, now I also just want to do like things that make me feel good. And mm. so I'm going to... I think I'm going to call it like Gather and Friends as a like mm. spin-off series where it's just like my mates wanting to cook mm-hmm. um and so the next one we just did a little taste tester yesterday my friend's gonna be making meatball subs like Ooh. really sloppy like um turkish bread like loads of like loaded meatballs yeah. there's gonna be a vegetarian option as well um at a wine bar on Friedelstrasse. so it's like near um like near Bakufa. And um, likewise, the guy, one of the guys that runs this place, it's at the Rad. He's, I met him in the summer. He's like, if you ever want to do a pop-up, just come by. So then I messaged him and I was like, I, w- I do want to. And so we just went there and tasted meatballs yesterday. And he's like, cool, come in in two weeks. So <laughs> we're like, just going to have a little hang there. And my friend Lenny, I mean, he's um, going on his own pursuit of making sandwiches and like just fun, like just yeah naughty sandwiches just like a bit sloppy and just like they're they're no frills stuff um so we're gonna do that on the first weekend of june so that's like one one area i'm gonna start exploring more of gather and friends Mm -hmm. and and in what shape that would be maybe it's like a fucking curry session at the at temple hofferfeld you know getting everyone to bring a a curry dish like potluck kind of vibes um and then the more like um event-based considered kind of concepts the next one i'm thinking of will involve like more of like a multi-sensory experience Mm -hmm. so not just food through taste but through sight sound like all the senses and also people's perceptions of food so Mm Yeah, it's it's quite a um it's definitely a new area. I'm like chatting to two incredibly talented women, one of which is um an artist slash ecofeminist. So she like works with biomaterials and she works with like basically finding use in existing materials and like how they can be used for like fashion like textiles. Like she's worked out how to weave like SCOBY, which is like the the living organism of a kombucha. Mm-hmm. And she's learned how to like. Was this was this the same person that did the rug you showed? Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, yeah, she's done like a kind of woven tapestry piece with like human hair and algae, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. It's it's mad. Like I I she's just yeah incredible, and I am learning so much from her. And then we were like, how could we create something that's interactive in that way of then like reproducing like leftover food or something like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know where we're at with it. But then this other woman, she's. Um, She's New York and Filipino, but she's learnt, she's 
she's teaching people about like Filipino cuisine a lot through these types of like edible experiences where she like lays a table out and you can just go up and like eat off it. Mm. And there's all these different things. Like you open up a little thing and there's something in there and it's a certain type of fruit. And that fruit is a, you know, it's from a certain Island or whatever. Um, so she's, and she's also like learning more about the influence that, um, the Mexicans had on Fili- the Philippines, mm-hmm. Philippines, and it's never been really like recognized. Mm. Yeah, you know, I this like about that. When crossover. I, when I was there, I was like, because I've been to the Philippines, right? And I, I like, I didn't know anything about the culture, or I didn't know their relationship to Latin America. Mm. And I was like, why does Neither. it feel like I'm in Latin America? Like yeah. people's their personality, the way that they right. talk, the language. I always found it feel a sense. Their of language Latino. sound kind of Spanish, and then somebody else yeah. told me it's like, yeah, we do have a. I think the, the Spanish had the Philippines at some point or mm-hmm. yeah like I'm that. not I'm not sure like and but Mexico Mexico Mexican um yeah there's like and certain things that people would say that's Mexican food mm-hmm. it it might technically be something that was um discovered and made in the mm-hmm. Philippines mm. okay. so she's found this whole new because she's also grown up in New York like but she's found this new connection with her her culture through like all these new avenues of like the, the where the food's from and mm-hmm. and cooking that food and exploring with it and educating people on it so i want to i want to put her definitely give her a seat at the table and, <laughs> and let people try all of the things that she's creating on um in these types of experiences so yeah different avenues for the year and um I was, always i love the different take on food like making it a whole multi-sensory experience yeah like what the word you said before was food installations which I'm yes like, food that installations. just has my name on like i don't need to know anything else yeah food installation yeah, like, let me be part up, of this like. installation <laughs> yeah no i thought that was also I've, I've never done anything like that yeah. so i'm kind of like what is next for gather and what is berlin looking for and i think people are down for anything really but i also want to involve people like one of my friends the other day he's also part of refuge henry he he just wants to be involved he's like how can i like how can i contribute to gather like and he's very interested in sound and mm-hmm. he loves ambient sounds he loves recording things he loves interpreting like a situation through sounds so i want to get him involved in the next one mm-hmm. and how that will be i don't know i'm just like okay, maybe with this whole food installation, there's going to be something that people can hear or something that people can say or like record that Mm -hmm. resembles food or I don't know, let him do that. Or even something to listen to. Something to listen to, like put together. Yeah, literally like his interpretation of what he would like it to be. I think that's the the main goal for the next gathers is whatever anyone wants it to be, it will Mm be. Just just tell me. <laughs> just come to me and say, I want to do this. And then I'm like, mm. yeah. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I might not always cool. be like, yeah. There might be some weird idea and I'll be like, no. <laughs> but overall. What's the, what's the weirdest food experience you've had, you would say? The weirdest? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I mean, I think mm, I would say like going to Mexico, there was like some pretty, you know, when you're, when you're um, the shots you do with the dried ants, mm-hmm. um, they have like the dried salt ant salt ants yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. i understand what yeah. you're I'm saying like, i've I'm never like, done it but like, sometimes i'm like do, like does my accent sound no 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 i got it and then there was like cockroaches on top of tacos because you started with ants so i was waiting for you to finish and see what was going to be there i'm like is that weird enough I yeah. was just like, holy, yeah. Everyone seems to think that like Aussies have like obviously weird meats and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've never gone down the like crocodile territory or anything no. like I that. I feel like I would. 
<laughs> I've had kangaroos. Yeah, kangaroos really good. It's lean. It's actually like really good for you. And it's in supermarkets in Australia. And I would, it's like eating turkey, you know, like mm-hmm. people say turkey's quite lean. I'd say it's quite a healthy meat. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but like. I mean, it's definitely normalized in Australia. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's other ones like I haven't, no, I haven't. How, what have you guys eaten? What's the weirdest things you guys have eaten? I think, I think the, the, the most, I mean, when I think of like strange food experiences that you really can't replicate like anywhere <laughs> else, I think of one time uh, my, dad's an, my dad's a lawyer and he helped this guy out. He was like, he's a fisherman or something. Mm. And he was so thankful that whatever, whatever. I mean, it wasn't a huge case or anything, but he was so thankful for the help that he said, I, I want to come by you. And like, like I, I'm going out to fish. I'm going to catch something and come by you and have you try this fish like raw, you know? Mm-hmm. And he came over by us and he had this huge fish. I remember him on the counter, like kind of it, it, cleaning it and doing everything. And then he just took like pepper sauce. <laughs> um, he just made like a pepper sauce dip kind of you know but it was super spicy it was literally mostly pepper sauce and then he just like it was like sushi and he just sliced off like a bit of the the fish and we were just there eating like raw fish like straight like from the from the fish into the pepper sauce to my mother and I, I was a little boy and and I remember being like this is good and this is cool, you know. At yeah. the time it was super spicy, but mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. But that's what I think of when I think of like the craziest food mm. experience it I actually had. sounds really delicious yeah. like fresh sushi literally right off the fish oh yeah dipped into spicy sauce that was like and the like, first time my first entry point into seafood would have been mm-hmm. just Japanese like sashimi like mm-hmm. where I actually was like oh I like this because it was just so fresh yeah. you know yeah, yeah. Yeah. but then everything in J- Japan is like they eat everything yeah like yeah, they yeah. eat every kind of seafood but yeah, I mean yeah. even yakitori as well like there was one yakitori bar I went to and they had they normally just do like one type of thing really well in mm-hmm. in in restaurants in Japan. You know, like in Berlin, it's like Asian food, and it's fucking the whole of Asia in yeah, one restaurant. You're yeah. like, no. Yeah. Um, they do like one even yakitori, one ramen place. Yakitori they used to do every single um type part of the chicken on a different mm-hmm. skewer. Oh my god, including yeah. stomach. And I was like. Oh, well, that's the thing. And it's like rocks. And I was like, what the fuck yeah, is this? Yeah, like, it's never a stomach. Like, that's the thing. I mean, at home, yeah, chicken gizzard. And chicken gizzard. Yeah, yes. chicken foot. Just awful vibes, yeah. isn't it? I do It's true. I've had chicken hearts in Hong Kong, which was actually really nice. Like in Korean barbecue, they had all the different, like, all the different body parts, mm. basically, that you, know, you couldn't get separate oh, as well. But the weirdest, the, speaking of fresh, fresh, the weirdest thing I've eaten wasn't like a culinary experience. But um, my parents used to take us on these vacations down to like very rural places of South America. So yeah. we went down like the Orinoco River in Venezuela and went on a hike in the rainforest mm. with this like local, I don't know, one of the Amerindians. And um, he like, gutted this tree basically I don't know ripped apart like the bark off of this tree and there were these almost I would say the size of my thumb maggot looking creatures oh. ate them and he like he's like who wants to try oh my god oh my god I mean 100% I, I feel like, like you have to my face, but I was kind of like, like I was kind of like it actually tasted really nice it tasted kind of like yeah it tasted like um 
Like shrimp. Or was it like a, was it like a liquid or was it solid? It was solid. It was just his skin. Right? Oh, so you ate the skin? Yeah, yeah. You squeezed out you everything squeezed else. Squeezed out the guts. Okay. Like, of <laughs> it sounds like, I mean, probably isn't the same. It sounds like a witchetty grub. In Australia, like, um, it's like a big, it's it's a, something that the indigenous community eat, but mm. it's like a white, big, giant, meaty maggot. Yeah, probably the same thing. And it's like, they say it's like got a texture of chicken. Yeah, like Sometimes yeah. grill it or eat it fresh. Well, they didn't grill it. We yeah. just straight, <laughs> straight off the tree. tree. Straight yeah. off the fresh <laughs> as it like, gets. Yeah, I mean, you got to just take those experiences. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Take it by the horn. <laughs> I don't know about I wish that. you could get Kyle's face on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Definitely. You can hear I it in the like, voice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm not too picky about food, but if I recognize it too much... Mm. Then I'm not a fan, you know, because like there was this Filipino guy in Tobago. So you don't like chicken foot, like chicken foot sauce. I don't like chicken foot really? sauce. Chicken foot sauce. Sauce is sauce. a very very. Sauce like is like pickled meat, so it's like if you were to take. <laughs> chicken is <laughs> making sauce. it sound worse and worse. No, so in the but, Caribbean we have a lot of dishes that were made because the, when um, during slavery they didn't give the slaves like good meat to eat, right? Mm. They gave them all the worst parts, so they gave them literally the chicken feet, cow heel, pig foot, chicken foot. <laughs> Like, this is what they got, yeah. you know? So a lot of dishes came from that. Um, and, and they would just season the fuck out of they it. Would season, it they would season it and then have it in a... Like, you can imagine being pickled, yeah. you know, with cucumbers. That's what I think of sauce, I think. Like, it actually looks really nice. Oh, yeah, that looks like feet, though. <laughs> that's You're what like, I'm it saying it actually dude. looks really nice it's I'm like yummy, yeah right? but it looks like but it looks like feet though you know like I really like sauce <laughs> you know what I mean but is it feet I'm so it's a hundred percent feet it's a hundred percent feet that's what I'm saying and it's the it's nails really are still nice on it you, and you just like you're feeling the nails in your mouth you suck the skin off the bone that's what I'm saying it's just too much you know what it would like cow heel but it tastes really really good like the seasoning I don't know you have like pig foot sauce it doesn't look like I mean yeah you know it's whatever but it's just it's not recognizable but chicken foot sauce it's just chicken feet literally like i'm seeing it there and then i'm seeing it there and it's too much you know what i mean like yeah i I mean i love it and then you you like chew up the bones and you know like like when that plane crashed in in the in the andes or whatever it is like uh, that rugby team and they had to <laughs> the guy eat. was like I wish I had chicken foot sauce <laughs> no 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 and, <laughs> they and, made sauce and there was these seven guys a rugby team or whatever mm, and they're surviving yeah. and one of them was dying and he said when I die eat me you know what I mean like go ahead you know what? you give them permission that whole, wait this is a book yeah it's this a is real a real story, story. this has happened this happened it. but what I'm saying is like you see how <laughs> they did it like if I was there, I'm like waiting to like, hear how I'd be like, no, like, we're ending this if, on, we're all carnivals. <laughs> I'm not cannibals. Shout out to all our vegan friends okay. in really. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I eat meat, you know, sometimes I eat meat a lot less than I used to, but I do eat yeah. meat. Mm-hmm. And the meat that comes to me, I can't say that I draw the line as in like, oh, this is beef, oh, but this is monkey, or this is cat, oh no, I'm not gonna, I'd eat it all. I don't care. I don't, I, honestly, you know? Anyway, the point is, I don't really care what the meat is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if they, were, if they said, <laughs> yeah, you could eat me, you wouldn't be sucking up their toes, V. Because that, that would be gross. That would be gross. And that's 
<laughs> I feel like chicken puts sausage. When it's recognizable, it's too much. Weird it's comparison. Like you yeah, I know. People. Because I need it to be. Like... I need it to be separate. I need. Next I need... thing, Kyle's like, I'll eat a monkey, and we're like, we're talking about chicken feet, Kyle. <laughs> Can we just take it back to the chicken feet? Like, like, <laughs> of course, I'll eat a monkey. I'll eat anything. No, because no, really, no, because no, no, that, because there's a dish. I don't know where from, but I had. Um, I heard a story from somebody their parents are telling us, but there's a dish that you can get. I think it's somewhere in Asia mm-hmm. where it's monkey, but the monkey's alive. And Ooh. then this is just kind of wild for me, you know? <laughs> okay. Let, to, but the to, monkey. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I have you. to tell this story. Tell it. You know? I'm go sorry. Ahead. We're going. You know? <laughs> we're already we're in there. Too deep, right? <laughs> but the monkey is in the center of the table and it's just the monkey head. And the skull, the top of the skull has been removed and it's monkey brain. <sighs> and you're all given cutlery and you eat the brain. And the monkey is definitely still alive if i'm not butchering this story but i'm sure we can google it i guess <laughs> we don't, we don't we, i guess we might not want to dig into it now but yeah. i'm just saying that there's but in that case i'd be like this is too wild for me i put my okay, foot down that's where you would draw you know? the line by the live monkey i'm saying that now but i might 100 percent be like yeah you know i'm glad you draw the line there kyle <laughs> no i was, but wo- I was saying, worried for a minute <laughs> No, but I feel like, like when it's... Feet, monkeys, <laughs> Honestly. anything. No, but I mean, like, because, I mean, <laughs> it's no, a strange concept definitely. for us. But, like, there was this... <laughs> to derail this conversation about food <laughs> and to talk about being a carnivore straight, you know. But in nature, they don't care who you are. They don't. Get, they don't. Get, they don't care about your story. They just care about fresh meat. You're they right. You're don't right. Get waxed. You're right. But like before we get into diving into a whole philosophical question <laughs> behind what differentiates me from animals, humans from the animal kingdom. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to give this as reasons how we should be. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you, it's not you. as it's not as far fetched in terms of like. Yeah. Animal behavior, as yeah, you might yeah, think, yeah. you know what I mean. So, so, to <laughs> <laughs> so to really so, I think we need another, epi- <laughs> we need another episode on, for this. On the topic of worst, c- strangest culinary experiences. <laughs> so about gather. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what was maybe the last quick? What was your most memorable culinary experience that you? Or oh, the think most of? recent one that you've thought of? Or that was people? really, really oh impressive. Such nice. Shit. That didn't deal with. <laughs> I mean, it it varies now because like. You, the, you used to define nice as like fancy, right? Oh, I went to this really nice restaurant and they, mm-hmm. this whole yeah, show yeah, for yeah. me. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like I've had some amazing experiences like that. Some of which I actually leave and I think, okay, I'm so privileged, so lucky to have had that experience. But then I've also, as I've grown older, I've been like, do you know what? I could just, mm-hmm. I always say this to Richard. I say, I could go out for dinner and have like a, you know, tasting menu or i could sit on the mm. fucking side of the street and eat a fucking great donut mm. and be equally as happy yeah, happy sure. like i don't have that i've learned along mm. across the time like particularly in berlin i mean i also just enjoy like i really enjoyed our curry night for example yeah. because i learned about that's I think, like that's what i thought about too. yeah like i learned about everyone's like different types <laughs> I <didn't> of- think well. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like, like i've had so- better <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, like, but it's it was like nice experience, right like yeah. i thought about that in terms of like i mean just to describe what it was it's that um the idea was that everybody brings a curry from their culture yeah i just came for the ride yeah. like i had i had no curry identity Except you, cooked, you cooked all the carbs yeah 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 i was on the rice <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was so nice because it was like, just, not just the food was nice. I mean, the food was bomb, but just like the conversations around yeah, like, learning, explaining their curry and yeah. explaining their food culture. And so that's why I'm like, if I think about nice 
open quotes could you yeah about. but on memorable culinary experiences that yeah. for sure is one of my yeah. enjoyable cu- yeah. culinary experiences yeah it's like com- coming together and like eating different new things learning new things so your answer is also that Karina <laughs> I don't know if I, well, that's I, a I, diplomatic I, answer I don't know that's the real answer I, I have to think about my own answer for my question as yet no, no yeah I think I mean of course Vikash made that curry for, for the lime and then that was fantastic but in terms of sitting down for at a restaurant for an experience mm. I went to and I, I don't know if I spoke about this in podcast already or not but <laughs> I went to St. Bart's yeah I love St. Bart's yeah, I went there for my yeah, birthday. It's fun. And it was fantastic. It's so good, isn't it? It was such fantastic. good menu. Such good menu. And the thing on the <clears throat> on the day the day menu or whatever they were making that week was like something really cool. It was kind of like a I think it's beef wellington. The yeah, it's like it's a very British. Because I think the pastry. I, I think they're British, right? Yeah, they've got it's it's very British pub. They call, I think they call themselves like a gastro pub. So that's why they have like sausage rolls and then they have like yeah, they just have like it's it's quite common. But they advertise it as German cuisine, like, Do re, they? like yeah, they 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 say that they're German cuisine re, re like in, yeah re, modernized like modernized German cuisine is how they yeah. put it. And yeah. I think that when they went with the <clears throat> the ox, um, the oh yeah, they ox, ox. That's they beautiful. That ox, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and they have steak and they have really good chips. Like it's actually quite a common menu in London. Like it's quite um, yeah. Not, it's not hard to come by it's like in lots of pubs whereas here you just don't get it as much yeah, so yeah. St. Bart really stands out to me and like yeah, yeah, always yeah. It really you're always going to get well. a good feed there mm. for sure I mean yeah and I've done like Barra and Otto and those types of places here that are all locally sourced like their their ingredients are what kind of makes them that like higher level of like cuisine because they're sourcing everything from their local suppliers and they're only working with what's on the land so it's not like for example apparently Otto they don't I got told this in a podcast once that I when I was interviewing someone that they don't use pepper because pepper you like you can't get pepper from Brandenburg they only use ingredients from Brandenburg um and there's something else that they don't use which I found quite interesting but yeah I mean and then the only seafood that they use is this trout like a river trout Mm -hmm. like it's very wild it's like not a very meaty fish but it's literally caught from the the fresh waters like up like an hour out of Berlin yeah which I also find quite interesting that they are literally working with like the land so those types of experiences are amazing and to hear what they do to make that and to create those things is yeah it's really like because epic. a lot of the time it comes down to the ingredients and how fresh the ingredients are you know yeah like when we did that yeah. thing in italy <clears throat> with the with the that chefs was the it was so simple it was fantastic oh, they, these two chefs came and they basically did had like a, a little we went on a group vacation so it was like seven eight of us mm. yeah, um on vacation in italy in the mountains in this beautiful like farmhouse yeah, and we had yeah. invite or, or they were offering this wow. service where you could you do a cooking class wow so each paid like 50 euros or something for these two chefs to come and give us a cooking class for with authentic Italian. Mm. And of course, it's so nice because they're so proud of like the olive oil from their district and the oh, yeah. from their district, yeah. you know, and the tastes from their district. Oh my God. Everything was it's, just like the local and fresh and good and everything was fantastic. Yeah. It was yeah. the best Italian food I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they say it all the time. You speak to yeah. Italians because they love it. sunshine's different there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Onto all of their vegetables Vegetable, and everything yeah. makes it just mm. like. Yeah. And, and they say it, they say it really, it just, it's simple, you know, and I follow, yeah. I follow a lot of chefs on, online and mm-hmm. this one guy is Italian. And he lives in London, I think. And he says, his first, he just reached one million followers, which I'm so wow. proud of. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I'm so proud you of know? you. <clears throat> um, 
because he's just a really just doing really simple recipes and then you know everything from like nice food to like party to finger food to whatever yeah and he his he showed his first video ever after he got to one million followers you know mm-hmm. his like clumsy first like mm-hmm. introduction when he started doing it over the pandemic and then he said he was saying i will show you how to make authentic italian food which is actually really simple you just have to use the right ingredients you just have to mm. use the right fresh ingredients mm. but it's actually not just a ton of no. things it's yeah. actually very basic yeah that's stuff that i learned like only recently surprisingly like i mean covid and instagram food at that point would that just mm. created a whole new narrative online like it didn't exist in that way before because everything we were doing at home we were learning via instagram and stuff it was amazing like just some, one simple thing i remember like salting your tomatoes and leaving them to sit in salt mm. for like 10 20 minutes and then draining off the salt it like the, that the before and after taste it really? just enhances as the in t- like as in like you 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 chop the tomatoes chop you. them and like um you could either put them in some salt in a colander and then the juice will run out and it'll just like the salt will kind of soak up the tomatoes will salt up soak up the salt and then some of the juices will run out so it's not you know sometimes when you get a puddle mm-hmm. of like tomato water and it can sometimes actually it can be nice but it can sometimes just be a bit yeah soggy watery and soggy yeah. um and then yeah try the tomatoes after that okay. it's like yeah. just one small thing like like that and yeah. you're like oh that tastes like crazy different mm. yeah. yeah it's like enhancing it's the flavor yeah. yeah small hack for all you guys yeah <laughs> chef ella salt yeah. your tomatoes <laughs> salt everything <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. saying that i actually do need to bounce because yeah. um i've got my my pop-up Ooh, um, yeah. yakitori yeah. cabin, cabin hangout queen of dinner <laughs> pop-ups you yeah know? yeah um, but She's thank you, um, thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much. I feel like we need another thank episode so to, yeah. to get into this monkey ah. business. <laughs> Literally. Literally, Kyle's monkey business. <laughs> but here, as you as so you bring good. as you bring chefs, as you bring um, you know people who have stories to tell, we're happy yeah. to have them on your podcast. Yeah. And Send yourself. them out. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, you know, I used to do this one called Food for Thought, and then I've stopped it, and I just mm. think it's. Um, it's very, um, yeah, it'd be great to pass it yeah, on to you Lenny guys. Lenny was telling me about that. Who was? Lenny. Yeah, was yeah. It? yeah. Yeah, I had Lenny on. He's he's the one that's doing my next mm-hmm. pop-up. Yeah, so um, it's nice being interviewed yeah. the first time. Yeah. And also I think you guys make a great duo. And I would <laughs> trust you. anyone in uh, your <laughs> arms or your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Well, well, thank you so much for coming. I mean, I, obviously I love and I fully support what you're doing with Gather. And we're very, you. very excited to... Come to the next one. Yeah. And to watch it grow. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll definitely do a, do another soon, yeah. for sure. Yeah. 2024. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, no, mm. all this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.